Good morning. How is everybody this morning? I hope you're doing well. Let's all stand up and sing together. Open the eyes of my heart. and pray with me. Lord, that's our prayer to you this morning. We want to see you. Open our hearts, Lord, so that we can see you and can feel your presence here today. Open us up so that we can receive your word and so that we can take it with us as we go about during this week. Lord, just guide us and direct us. In your name I pray. Amen. Every moment of every 
you to come forward to join us for a moment of sharing. Good morning. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Good morning. I got to talk to you about something today. Um, have you ever, has your mom or your dad ever told you that you have to take a nap when you were little, maybe? Or you still have to sometimes and you don't want to? Ugh. You don't want to. I know. I know. It's hard when you, me either, and you don't want to. Can you leave that alone? Mm-hmm. You do have to nap today. Um, it's not an option. We um, sometimes our parents tell us to take naps, and they're just looking out for us because they know that maybe there's a busy day ahead, and you need some rest, or maybe um, you've had a busy day and you're a little bit on the cranky side, and you might need some rest after that. 
Well, let me tell you a little story. Um, yesterday, I was really, really tired when I got up. Caroline had had a birthday party, and we had, I had to put together a million Barbie things, and I was just really, really tired. But we had a big day planned, and we had to go on a picnic in the mountains. And so I was kind of grumpy, and I didn't really want to go because I was tired. But when I got up there, I, it ended up, even though I thought I could keep going and going and going, God knew that I needed some rest. He knew that it was time for me to take a break and have some rest. And so what happened was everybody in the group took a hike, literally. We took a hike up the mountain. And I sprained my ankle this week, so I couldn't go hiking. So God gave me mm, three, four hours, four hours of solitude, quiet, and allowed me to rest. Sometimes God knows us better than we know ourselves, and he knows that we need that time too. It took God six days to create the earth, and on the seventh day, what did he do? He rested, and I think that's very important. I think it's important, that's an important lesson for us. If God took a break, he took a time out and he took a rest, maybe he took a nap, it's important for us to do that too, to rejuvenate, just to get better and to have more strength to do more things for God. Okay, so remember that next time that your mommy and daddy tell you, maybe you need to take a little rest, that they're just looking out for you and trying to do the best thing. All right, let's bow our heads and pray together. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this day, and thank you for the opportunity to come and worship you today. Lord, thank you for this day of rest. Help us to find some rest in you today and to recharge and fuel ourselves for the week ahead. In your name I pray. Amen. Kelly reminds me, a friend of mine talks about a crowd that's a little bit off and says we had a comfortable crowd there and I say what do you mean he says there was room for everybody to lie down so if you <clears throat> so glad we have a comfortable crowd here today glad to see you here uh, if you're worshiping with us as a guest uh, we want to make you feel like you're not a guest but you're part of us and we're glad to have you with us and hope that you'll be back to worship with us on uh, many many future occasions uh, during uh, this prayer time, in a few moments, we have um, an opportunity for you to share concerns that you may have, um, that you would like us to join you in praying uh, for some uh, family member or friend. And if you do, if you raise your hand, we'll get you an index card. And if you'll put something on that you don't mind uh, me repeating, uh, I will share your concern and we will all join you in those prayers. If you're visiting, I hope you can stay around for Sunday school for all ages at 10 o'clock. And then we have our traditional service at 11 out in our sanctuary. And you're invited to, to stay for these activities today. And then more things are happening later today. Uh, we invite the children to remember that tonight, Sunday, the Sunday night program, all the children will meet in our Sunday night classroom at 530 uh, this is because they're singing later today, so uh, children will be upstairs at 5.30. Parents can pick up all children from that classroom upstairs in the FLC at 7 p.m. We will be completing our fall mission project tonight, uh, Prayers on Pillows. Can you support our children's annual Halloween carnival and trunk or treat by volunteering to help with the carnival? 
or donating candy or small prizes. Donations will be accepted in Katie's office or the church office between now and Sunday, October the 30th. We thank you and we ask you to see Katie if you have uh, questions or if you would like to volunteer. There's some folks here we haven't had a chance to see in recent weeks. Uh, Daryl is back with us, uh, Daryl and Joanne Richforth. Daryl's mother died about three weeks ago, Daryl. 90, 95 years old, blessed, long life, and, and so good to see you back with us today. I saw Freddie Hannon at the hospital this week. She sure doesn't look like she'd been to the hospital on the back of the road back there. Glad to see her out and about. Um, and then um, we owe a word of thanks to the George Washington of this contemporary service. Yes, the father of this contemporary service, Don Lewis, is here today. Uh, Don got this off the ground uh, eight years ago and was a big part of, in those initial days of getting this um, service going, including the band. So we have continued to enjoy it, Don, and appreciate that. He strayed to the 11 o'clock service since then. I just, you know, what can you do? But anyway, good to see your family here too. If your prayer card is ready, um, if you will hold that up, our ushers will get it. By the way, this morning when I was at the Waffle House, I noticed they had a drawer marked marriage. So I watched as someone opened it and all I could see in it was margarine and cheese. And then I realized, oh, that's a drawer that's for butter or worst. There's nothing like a good groan on Sunday morning to get you going. <clears throat> now, don't you feel better? <laughs> oh, me. Okay, let us join our hearts together in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this day. <clears throat> we thank you for the message which we're about to receive and for working in the life of the one who is bringing that message today to us. And we pray your continued blessings upon Lynn. These are our special prayers for this day. We ask for the prayers of, uh, of all of us as we come together, Lord, to pray for the Thomas family. And Lord, we pray for a friend, uh, Dulce Delgado, who has... Uh, passed away and is now with you. We pray for a troubled marriage of a sister and brother-in-law and also for a niece who is seeking direction. We pray for Tom Richforth and his team working in Afghanistan. We pray for an aunt in the hospital who has had a stroke and we pray for her family as well. We pray for a friend, Lord, who is having back surgery on Monday and for a friend who needs to rely upon you. And we say a prayer also this day for the Weiss family. We pray for healing for Joe Delholt following a motorcycle accident. For two-year-old Tucker Reeves, as he has his last round of proton radiation in Florida, Jacksonville tomorrow, and gets to come home to Greer for the rest of his treatments. 
We pray for troops in harm's way, their families and loved ones. We give you thanks for a mother's pain relief, and we pray that that might continue. We pray for someone who has to make some decisions re regarding child care. We pray for the caring and healing of Carl and Martha Gibson. We give you a, a prayer of thanks for the successful surgery and easy recovery for Freddie Hannon. And we pray for Randy Frick, who is recovering from knee surgery. We pray for family and friends seeking jobs and for a son seeking guidance in his future endeavors. Lord, these are some of our prayers for this day, and there are others on our hearts and in our minds that we now lift before you. And together, Lord, your children are praying, and we know that you hear and that you answer. And so we commit these into your hands as we pray the prayer our Lord taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We are blessed this morning to have uh, Lynn Pennington to come share scripture and a message with us. And good to have members of her extended family. Her mother is here with us all the way from Gaffney. And, and son Alex is here all the way from Boiling Springs, North Carolina. Uh, Gardner Webb, who? So anyway, we invite Lynn to come now and to share with us uh, God's good news. Good morning. Um, thank you all so much for allowing me to be here this morning. I greatly appreciate it. And I want to thank Arthur for letting me have the opportunity to share again. And Andy, thank you for putting the PowerPoint together because I know no technology and Alex is gone. So with that all said, um, Mom is from Cherryville, Arthur. That's okay. We'll get it right. Um, I want to talk to you today about faith. And Andy was just reminding me this morning that I have to have some faith in my life. Um, I want us to look at the rewards of faith and the risk involved when we have to step out in faith. There are many occasions in the Bible where people's lives were set apart by God by them having to take a risk and have faith. And this morning I want us to look at Genesis chapter 22. God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. 
On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham answered. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to Abraham from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. Here I am, Abraham replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear the Lord God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by his horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place the Lord will provide, and unto this day it is said on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of their cities, of their enemies, and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Then Abraham returned to his servants, and they set off. I want you to ask yourself this question this morning. Would you have enough faith today to give your child and risk losing him and her just to obey God? I know I wouldn't. Or would you have enough faith to leave your family and become a disciple and just leave everything right then and follow him? Or would you have some sort of fear inside you? Frequently in my daily walk, I ask myself those same questions. Just this morning I did. There are many risks involved when you step out in faith. So what is exactly faith? Faith is believing God. It's not something we see. God made many, many promises to Abraham and tested him as well along his journey. This required obedience and faith on Abraham's part. God promised Abraham that he would inherit a great land. And God told Abraham to leave his home and to go without knowing where God was leading him. And Abraham obeyed. That's really a scary thought. 
You see, I'm standing here today scared to death of where God's leading me, and I'm trying to answer him. How many other people sitting here today could just get up and go and not know the path that God's leading you on, not know where you're going next? God also promised Abraham that he would be a father of great nations and that all the nations of the earth would inherit and he would be blessed. Later, God promised Abraham that he would father a son in an old age, and through his son Isaac, his promise would be fulfilled. Abraham demonstrated much faith, and the big thing about it that when I look at this passage is Abraham didn't delay. He did it right then. God didn't have to keep on pressing Abraham to obey. He obeyed immediately. I know in my own life there are many times when I keep asking God and I don't obey, when I should just do what God's asking me to do. But I'm sort of like a doubting Thomas, and I doubt, and I need that proof. Our own lives seem to be a testimony of faith or unbelief. When we withhold an area of our life to God, we will never find the provision that God has already prepared for us. I'm there right now. I'm scared to death to step out in faith, to let God have everything and for him to lead me. Even though I know God is standing right there beside me, helping me in making the decisions, I still often hesitate because I can't see the unknown. I don't like not knowing the unknown. I'm learning, however, that God reveals the end result only when I have stepped out in faith. True faith is believing God and acting on it, being obedient. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and believing things that you cannot see. True faith is having confidence in God and having to be reminded of it time after time again sometimes. It is believing that God, believing in God so firmly, our faith is not something we produce, but it's believing God so firmly that we're willing to go wherever God commands us to go and to endure whatever God requires of us to endure. Until we truly believe God and he is our only way of salvation, we will never be able to make that sacrifice. God is always step, asking us to step out in the unknown. I'm stepping out in the unknown each day, and I'm very uncomfortable at times with it. But I truly believe God calls us, and when he does, we need to lay down our lives to and for him. God calls us to pick up the burden of the cross for him. God calls us to lay down anything that we value more than the obedience in him. In the Bible, it talks about cutting off a hand that offends us. Well, faith is sort of like that. It is trusting God in spite of our doubts and fears. Faith is looking at a problem, acknowledging that I don't have the answers or know the end result but I'm willing to trust God to take me through that valley. I was reminded of that just this week and again this morning. 
when God calls me to step out in faith, I don't know where he's asking me to go, and I can't see it. And I truly believe that's by design. God calls us to step out in faith and to trust him. He wants to guide our steps and to take us where he wants us to go. Sometimes, though, on that path that he's leading, we sure do get afraid and we're really unsure. But with each step that we take with the faith of him, we become more and more confident. Faith is believing God and stepping out in obedience. We can see God work with just a small mustard seed. If you ever have seen a mustard seed, you know just how small it is. Sometimes I feel like that's the only amount of faith that I have. I look at the mustard seed a friend gave me years ago, and I'm just astounded at how small it is. And I remember that that's all the faith that I need. God has everything else that I need to step out on faith. Our obedience plays a vital role in God's work in our life. He deals us a measure of faith, just the amount of faith that we need to work in our lives and to fulfill his work. In Stormy O'Martian's book, Just Enough Light That You're Own, she talks about just that. Another example from the Bible is when Gideon obeyed God in spite of his fear. The story of Gideon can be found in Judges chapters 6 and 7. God spoke to Gideon and commanded Gideon to destroy the idols in the land that he prepared to defeat the Median army and help Israel in bondage. Now the Median army was large and very powerful, tens of thousands of soldiers. Why would God ask Gideon to reduce the size of his army to just 300 men? This is an example of stepping out in faith again and trusting God, even though it was really a risky situation. Ask yourself today, how many generals do you know in the army that would listen to someone telling them they needed to cut their forces 75%? I don't know of any. However, because Gideon had faith and obeyed, he obeyed God. Another example of faith is the walls of Jericho when Joshua listened and obeyed the angel that was sent by God. Though the Israelites had defeated the Amorite kings on the east side of Jordan, Jericho was the city they must take so that they would conquer Canaan. It was a walled city, and the king had spared no effort to prepare its defenses against the Israelites. God, it would require God and a miracle from him so that they could have the win. However, we all know the ending of that story. The walls of the city of Jericho came falling down because of their belief. If you had a Bible, I would ask you to open it to Hebrews chapter 11. And when you get home today, I would like for you to look at that if you don't have your Bible with you. It talks about in the whole chapter 11 of Hebrews, each verse is started the same way. It says, by faith, and then there's a person's name. I want, to, I want you to add a verse to chapter 11 today, and I want you to insert your name here. By faith, I would insert Lynn, and then I would complete the sentence. By faith, Lynn, you will leave your problems and worries at the cross of God and let him carry them. 
I'm sure there's something you can say about yourself in your life. Another example is Peter. We all know this story very well. On one occasion, the disciples were in a boat at night, and Jesus came walking to them on water. Peter said, Jesus, can I come to you? Jesus said back to Peter, get out of the boat and come. Faith, my friends, is getting out of the boat. If you want to walk on the water, you have to get out of the boat. There is now a popular book by that name as well. Maybe some of you are like me this morning. Maybe you're just afraid to get out of the boat. Maybe you're afraid to get out of the boat and that you start sinking. Well, that tells me about my own faith and the risk involved, that it takes risk and fear and faith. This week, I put my faith to the test, and I had to rely totally on God. I had to remind myself that he was in control of the situation and that he already knew what was going on and that everything would work out best for him. I want to tell you that Jesus is looking for people that are not afraid to get out of the boat. Remember that the water is dark and dangerous at times, but we need to remember something. Jesus was not in the boat with his disciples. If you look at that scripture closely, you find that Jesus is walking on the water. The disciples are the ones in the boat. If they want to be with him, they're the ones that have to take the risk and get out of the boat and walk to him. Now, oftentimes, God's method of uh, growing us in faith is adventurous, and it happens when we're safe and we're comfortable and we don't want to get out of that boat. Maybe we're huddling in the bottom of it. Maybe we've been huddling in the bottom of the boat for years, afraid to step out onto the water. Well, it's time that we step out and take that small step in faith. Jesus is there waiting to take our hand. He has my hand already. In the Bible study that part of us are doing here at the church now, we're learning about faith. Rick Warren, the author of The Purpose Driven Life, explains that to build our faith, we have to dedicate our lives to God, reserve time along with him, evaluate our abilities, associate with godly people, and make our stepping out in faith noticeable for others to see. What's God calling you to do today? Is he asking that you risk possible embarrassment of talking to someone that you don't want to be seen talking to? Is he asking you to risk rejection of telling your boyfriend or girlfriend that you're going to follow him no matter what? Is he calling you to volunteer for some form of ministry in your church? Is he calling you just to give your life and commit it to him today? Whatever he's calling you to do, remember that if you want to walk on water, and get out of the boat, you have to involve some sort of risk and fear. You might sink. I have many times. Guess what? So did Peter. But Christ picked Peter up, and boy, did he have a story to tell to everybody then. The story of how he helped Jesus do something impossible. Well, I'm afraid of sinking. 
I often tell Arthur lately, I'm scared to death of being a failure of what God's calling me to do. Who wouldn't be in any situation? But I want to have God's word to share with people, so I'm willing to take that risk. In my school, believe it or not, we have a Bible study group. Yes, it meets in the school building, and yes, it meets after school hours. We use a book that a high school biology teacher wrote for teachers, and in it this past week, the devotional talked about faith. The author of the book stated that at times it seems that Jesus may have trouble with people who play it safe all the time. She gave the examples of the disciples and how Jesus said, come and follow me. He didn't tell them, go on home, take care of your affairs, get your things in order, tell your family and friends goodbye, pack your belongings and see me in a month. He expected them to drop everything right then and to follow him. In Matthew chapter 25, we find the parable of the buried talents. Jesus isn't trying to teach us about our finances in this parable. He's making a point about the approach on life and taking risk. Sometimes it bothered Jesus when people were afraid to try something. He wants us to use our abilities and talents for him. Think of it this way. Jesus wants apprentices who are not afraid of taking a risk and who are not afraid to step out on faith and are who are willing to step out, get out of their comfort zones. What risk of faith are you willing to take this morning? It's time we step out and face our fears. We all could come up with excuses of why not. We don't want to get out of the boat. We're comfortable. We'd rather be huddling there. But some people might say, I just don't have time right now. Others might say, don't have the resources or the contacts to do that. And then some may just say, well, maybe when the kids get grown and leave home. Is there ever a perfect time to step out in faith and do what God's calling you to do? Step out in faith and answer God's call. Quit trying to figure out why he would call you. Look at all the people he's called in the Bible. But the questions you have to ask are, are you willing to sacrifice those things that God may require in order you to answer your call? But are you ready to receive blessings that God promises to take to all who risk and respond in blind faith? Have faith today. If God is for us, who can be against us? As we leave today, I want us to look at ten things that we can learn from Noah. First of all, don't miss the boat. Two, remember that we're all in the same boat today. Plan ahead. It wasn't raining when Noah built the ark, and he had the faith to build it. Think about all the people that thought he was crazy. Stay fit. When you're 600 years old, someone may ask you to do something really big. Look at what God did for Abraham. Don't listen to the critics. Just get on with the job that needs to be done. In Nike's version, just do it. Build your future on high ground. For safety's sake, travel in pairs. They did this in the ark. Speed isn't always the advantage. The snails were on the boat with 
the cheetahs. Remember, the ark was built by amateurs, the Titanic by professionals. No matter the storm, when you have faith in God, there's always a rainbow waiting. I personally have had many storms in my life, and many of you know them already. My father dying was a huge storm. My divorce, finding out I had cancer, were just to name a few of them. The list could go on and on for me and you too. But I've had to have faith, sometimes as small as that mustard seed, to continue to go on. I want you to remember this morning that journeys always involve some type of risk. Life itself involves risks that we have to take every day. When we cross the street, when we get in a car to drive, when I send my children off on their own, our response to God's call in our lives always involves risk. In whatever way God calls us, we're always journeying into an unknown. At times, we do not know our destination, and God only knows that and leads us one step at a time. But when we trust God and have faith, blessings are bestowed upon us that we do not anticipate. When I look back at my own life, that is certainly true. As we leave today, ask yourself the question that's up on the screen. What risk are you willing to take in your faith to obey God's call in your life? Amen. Last year, um, or two years ago, Lynn stepped out and was endorsed by this church to be a local, I mean, a lay speaker. And recently, the Staff Parish Relations Committee of this church uh, interviewed Lynn and have endorsed her as a candidate for ministry. And so that means that one of these days, uh, in God's time, and as the district also approves her, she will step out and leave us here to be appointed to her own parish somewhere, her own church to serve. And so that's the road that she is on currently. And we pray God's blessings upon her and her family as they go down this road together. Stand and join me as we affirm our faith in God again with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated and let us worship God as we receive our, our morning offering.
Everybody falls sometimes. You gotta have the strength to rise from the ashes and make a new beginning. Everybody's scared to death. <laughs> they decide to take that step out on the water, but it'll be alright. Don't you give up now? Sun soon be shining. You gotta face the clouds to find the silver lining. I see dreams that move the mountains. Hope that doesn't ever end, even when the sky is falling. I've seen miracles just happen. Silent prayers get answered. Broken hearts become brand new. That's what faith can do. Please stand and sing with us, please. It doesn't matter what you put. Impossible is not a word. It's just a reason for someone not to try. Everybody's Life is so much more than what your eyes are seeing. You will find your way if you keep believing. I see dreams that move the mountains, hope that doesn't ever end. What faith can do Overcome the odds You do have a chance That's what faith can do When the world says you can It'll tell you that you can what faith can do well, That's what faith can do Even if you fall sometimes you will have the strength to Now may you go forth in peace and challenged to step out in faith, for God has called you to follow Jesus. Amen. Sweet.